kills. Keep on using me. I'll give you a dollar if you can name who sings that song. Not tell you. Damn. Not even going to guess. What happens if you expose a duck to too much funk? I, I, I don't know. It's Bill Withers. Oh. Dude. Oh. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you. It's starting. Hey, I'm starting this off with comedy. It's too early in the day for that, Dan. <laughs> I don't accept that kind of bullshit comedy out here. Can I smoke a... I, you, and your, ah. you and your fucking antibiotics, <laughs> dog. I mean, seriously. Even Haley's laughing over there. Laughing what does Haley think? What does Haley think? Did, did she not think it's absurd that you have this weird you, you, weird attraction to like an old waiting room song no, from because Easy Listening is, Radio? Like, what's going on? We were watching a show and it came on the credits and we were just like laying there like because the show was done and we were all caught up and we are like, oh, like post-show like clarity being like, fuck. And then on your show clarity. And then he just hears some. So then I just looked at her and I, I, I repeated it and then we started laughing and then we literally just, I just trolled her for like five minutes and then that was it. You were like, I have to send this to Dan in the chat? Yeah, I couldn't. It was stuck in my head and I was like, two days later, I was high and I was sitting there and I was like, what's that fucking song called? So I typed in Yuba Duba Doop Bop Bop and it didn't come up. So then I searched, you know, like Nine Perfect Strangers Episode 4 music list, yeah. and that came up immediately. And Dude, I just, you need like, Shazam. You need Shazam. I don't need Shazam, all right? Dude, I have it's... Google. I Anti-climax. It's just a landscape. I just bought it because it matches the color of another shirt I have, so I could wear it underneath. But you were thinking, you were thinking big picture. Right. I wear it. I was wearing it under that like that fucking pink um, palm tree shirt I have. But then I realized I'm like, I'm just gonna go Italian chest hair commando underneath, right? That's don't need the undershirt. That's a that's a choice you get to make. I mean, yeah, I just need a thicker mustache, but we'll get that. Yeah, you just got to shave the beard off, accentuate the one you got. You know, it's not a good look for me. I've tried it. But Movember is that what you've been doing? Yeah, yeah. I I genuinely like. I didn't tell anybody. I just shaved into a mustache, and I was like, "This looks fucking terrible." So I kept it laughing, and like Haley came home from work and was like, "What the fuck? (laughs) What is on your face?" Like, you look like a pedophile. I'm like, I know. Just You're halfway can't. to being Ned Flanders. You get the Ned Flanders shoes, and then you get the Ned Flanders mask, mustache. I kept it for like a month, right? Like, I right. hit it.
appreciating the advertising. Hey, we're, we don't have all bad, you know, things for advertising when we do this. You know? We appreciate the hustle. I appreciate the hustle, especially when Thundercats playing the bass in the background here. And I'm just feeling it. Lead us in. Lead us in. You playing Thundercat in the back there? I, I actually, I am. Good, good man. I'm well, playing that a song that's on our playlist, by the way. That's on the oh. fucking A Beats Spotify playlist. Excellent, excellent plug. All right, let's get this rolling, brother. It is 2.49 p.m., Sunday, August 29th, 2021. Welcome to episode 47 of the fucking A podcast. You can't hear it, but we've got Thundercat going in the background, and it's we true. are fucking vibing. Now, my name is Stevia Steve, and I'm joined by my co-host, Aspartame James. We are ready to rock your sonic airwaves with some podcasting goodness. <laughs> Episode what the forty-seven. Up, Episode forty-seven. This is the the podcast forty-seven. Podcast go chop, 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 chop. Seven. Oh, that's the shit that made what's the uh, capital Steve's kill himself. That's a big number, and that like is is that ideology. like a yeah. the, it's like the third the eye third shit? Eye shit. Yeah. yeah. We're, this is third eye podcasting in that case. Episode forty-seven of the fucking A podcast. I am Dan. He is Matt. Thank you for joining us in this pod comedy podcasting journey that we are on uh you know this is this this my face is so bright on the camera today people don't understand (laughs) i don't know where the the thing that our listeners can understand that i am so bright on the zoom camera here but there is no source of light in front of me you're like translucent you're like you're like casper over there i know like i know i'm a pasty guy but i mean this is i'm feeling really insecure it's gonna affect my vibes (laughs) i gotta i gotta recoup some stuff but yeah, buddy, I'm I'm, I'm glad to, glad to be back. This is all all games, no practice, man. This is this just us jumping right in and, and getting going, celebrating. No, no warm ups. Celebrating another episode together, still going strong. And you know what else we celebrate these days, man? What do we celebrate, Daniel? We celebrate history. Mm, okay, always, always, we always got to give it up. And in order to celebrate history, you got to come up with creative ways to do it. So. In order to celebrate said history, you got to get creative. Coming to your PlayStation and a collaborative effort from Time Magazine and Fortnite comes a new interactive history experience. Now, this is from the press release. And now this press release starts fast, like we do sometimes, occasionally. Quote, I have a dream, begins the press release. It's the only thing that white people know about civil rights is that one speech. So... Time Studios presents March Through Time, an all-new interactive experience where we celebrate the life and legacy of Nobel Prize recipient Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. March Through Time will teleport players nearly 60 years into the past to a reimagined Washington, D.C. called DC 63. Developed by members of the Fortnite creative community, this fully immersive experience will allow players to witness the civil rights teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King themselves. Okay, so they did a Travis Scott concert in Fortnite. So you're telling me they went from Travis Scott to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.? No in between. That's the trajectory we're on. No in between. You got a rapper with so much ice in his mouth and a roller coaster on his fucking stage to a dude who was assassinated for trying to have a political movement for black people. Now, this is, of course... This is this is the great interpretation of of the subject by two 30 year old white guys. But I mean, heavily schooled and heavily, uh, heavily, heavily versed in the history, the the deep, complicated history of racial politics. And uh, there's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack. First of all, Time magazine in collaboration with Fortnite is just a do. I mean, again, we're I got to get that brand fusion airborne to just go (laughs) like time and Fortnite. Okay, 
I didn't that's how expect you, that. That's how you know it's big time now, bro. It's legit when time is is being like, hey, wait, okay. So you know they say in every relationship, right? There's a there's a settler and a reacher, somebody who is batting out of their leagues and somebody who is settling into a league below them. Who in the Time Magazine Fortnite relationship is reaching and who is settling? 20 years ago, time is reaching or oh, settling. Oh, I'm Sorry, not talking about. Settling. Yeah, we're talking about right today's, now. Today's time. I think Time Magazine is reaching. Of course. And I don't even fuck with Fortnite, but Fortnite. But that's at the point that it's at right now with the popularity with people. Right. Yeah. Time is like, I don't know. It, it's not. I don't feel like it has as big of a cultural impact as it used to. Maybe that's just out of like a, a ground level, like at our socioeconomic shit. Cause I don't know. I'm not in the elites fucking offices. Are they still ordering time? Like, is that, is that a thing? I, the only thing I, I think that know. matters, the only thing I think that matters about time is if you make the cover and then people that's are it. like, Oh, he's on the cover of time. Yeah. And then that's it. Do you want to get one of those digital covers that they do now where it's like kind of animated and then it settles into what the cover actually looks like. They, they, that seems to be like everybody's goal. And then after that, you know, nobody actually knows when's the last time somebody read a Time magazine. Now, okay, but for this for this Fortnite Martin Luther King thing, experience was built by multiple community members, and it, it basically is supposed to transport you back in time to the to the Washington Monument where he gave that one famous speech that that is the only only thing of of Black history in America that ever gets mainstream appreciation is this one singular moment, basically. So. It's going to transport you back there. The experience will also feature museum-inspired points of interest and quests you can complete with oh other God. players. These quests should bring an important reminder that relates to Dr. King's speech. Are you ready for the lesson? Are you ready for the lesson you're supposed to get from playing this game? We move forward when we work together. Oh, Gaming communities notoriously known for their racial tolerance and working together attitudes notoriously known for especially in a game where the entire point is to kill each other like fuck. shoot people like a game about shooting people with enthusiasm and and animations and like doing like twerking on their corpse like it's like <sighs> funny you say animations actually i read another article uh, particularly about this that said that the most of the emotes will be disabled during the martin luther <laughs> oh. king event oh, <laughs> oh so that God. people cannot twerk and do shit during so, a Martin Luther King. So you speech. can't run up when he goes, I have a dream and stand next to him on stage and dab. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's my point with oh. this shit, dog. Like, it sounds, here's the thing. I feel like it, it is a little bit old nanny because if we're at the point where they've had a fucking Travis Scott concert and now they're doing this event, if people are tuning in and shit, this might actually be a medium that people start logging into. And like, All right, I have a, I have a contentious point to make. Fuck, man. Which is that if we're going to no. use, if we're going to use these things, because the whole point is is obviously to teach racial history and, and the complexity of it through the different media, right? An interactive medium. Because for, I mean, first of all, no kids are going to play this because it's learning and history. And they're like, boring. Like, people only will play nah, history if you can, like, assassinate people in wrong. the meantime. You're wrong. You don't think kids are on Twitter are going to be like, oh, well, oh, well, MLK, okay, and log in? Dog, kids ask their parents for a hundred dollars in V Bucks for Christmas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. I don't know. I don't know about on, this. If they're logging on anyway. But if you're gonna use this kind of technology to tell racial history, why don't you tell it like it really happened? Like, <laughs> why don't you play? Why don't you make a game mode where everything's disabled and your character can get shot by a fire hose or a police officer while you're peacefully or get chased by dogs? Like, this is what history really looked like. It wasn't one guy's one singular speech. That was the only thing they ever bring up ever. 
it, it, there was a lot more that happened. Like, here's your interactive Fortnite experience. Run for your life. I'm scared to make jokes right now. I, I it, it's just <laughs> it, it's stupid. It's absurd. It's stupid and absurd. It's another like it's again. It's brand fusion where it's like, what do you, what do you, what do you stand for, PlayStation? What do you Who sta- are you? Know you? I'll tell you. I'll tell you what Subway stands for. Okay. Oh, oh fuck. And that's quality bread. Now I was oh. in the car the other day. Listen, cake. I was cake. I, I was in the car the other day, mm-hmm. driving around with my girlfriend. Didn't have the Bluetooth on. Had the radio playing. But what did my ears come upon? A Subway ad. And what did Subway say? Hey there, everybody. Come down to Subway and try our new improved bread. Oh. Blah, 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 blah. So I'm sitting there steaming, white knuckle grabbing my steering wheel. And Haley <laughs> looks at me and like, are you hearing this bullshit? I said, yes. They're trying to pull the wool over our eyes and tell us that, hey, look, we have this new great bread. Come check us out. We're awesome. Meanwhile, what they're really deflected from saying is our bread used to not even fucking be bread. You know what I'm saying? So this. Yeah, it was. you know what? That makes me remember. Remember when Domino's years ago had this major campaign and all the commercials were like, it's the new Domino's. It's like, <laughs> wait, I see. I didn't mind Domino's before this great transformation. But then it made me wonder, I, like, I hated what it. was I going hated on it. before? Like, was what so were you shit, doing before? Dude. It was so shit. Now it's act- I actually like Dom- I feel like I am, all the I'm ordering a gluten free Domino's pizza tonight, my friend. <laughs> Have you, okay, have you had a have you had a gluten free pizza yet? I've had one it? from them and I how actually did you feel? I I here's the thing. I'll tell you the truth. How did because, you feel? How did it taste is what I want to know. Well, no, I mean, this is in general like a lot. I've been very wary of it now that I'm like two weeks into trying to do this. I have eaten gluten free be- bread like peanut butter on gluten free bread and have been like, I have no problem with this at all. Like not even like a mm, it's not great, but I can't I can't do it. And like I am a carb obsessed person for 30 years. I, I bring you loaves of bread when I come to visit you. A dog, I, I will <laughs> literally eat those whole things in like four days. Like I ate I ate all the jam you made me when you brought it out too. Because I was like, fuck yes. Gluten free pizza, the domino shit, I fuck with it. Like it's it's good enough. I'm planning on ordering one tonight while I edit these shows and do nothing, right? Like excellent, excellent, man. Okay. Anyways, yes, Subway. I a mean, did they have, OK, but did they have like a little like fast talking disclaimer at the end? We're like, this is no, weird. not at all. Not at all. It was just somebody claims totally that this bread like, is actually bread after settling out of court in, in Europe for selling cake to people as sandwiches. Like the vibe from the commercial was like, hey, everybody, you love Subway and you love our food. But guess what? It's even better. Did it have like j- like upbeat jingly music behind it? Uh. Subway's back with delicious new bread. Like you're just like, uh, you know, that I, like it, 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 it must it's supposed to invoke. Bit. It's supposed to that, that advertising is supposed to invoke things in your head that make you see past the blatant legal disclaimers that aren't shown to you. Right. Like you're supposed yeah, to. It's like a, it's like a prescription drug commercial. Like side effects may include kidney failure. Sudden death, heart attacks. It's like they're playing like a beat acoustic guitar, like <laughs> and just happy white people like playing with their grandkids. It's like meanwhile, meanwhile, when they're reading off the fucking like wrists and shit like that, it's longer yeah. than the actual commercial yeah. itself. Yeah, it's a thousand ways to die at the end of your like fucking you know restless leg syndrome commercial. Shit's insane shit is fucking insane. <laughs> I right, have fuck Subway. All right, we I, I don't yeah, trust fuck Subway. All my homies hate Subway now. Mister Sub and Quiznos on this bitch. All right. I can vibe uh, with that. I can vibe with a little toasted Quiznos. I have a product that I want to sell you. Sell I'm going to pitch it to you. And, and actually, this t- is an old favorite. So how would you like to celebrate Jeff Bezos's spacefaring trip? I wouldn't, but continue. Okay. Sell me. Well, how would you like to commemorate the occasion with a physical 
object in your home. You're a knickknack guy. Like I, you can always pull things off your surrounding area there and show them to me on camera. How would you like to have a physical something to commemorate Jeff's trip? What is it? <laughs> Let me tell you about the currently for sale model of Jeffrey Bezos's dick-shaped rocket that is on the market right now. And now I, I literally oh, buckle up oh. because I need you to brace for this detail. Currently retailing for the price of $69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I mean, this, is this, it Jeff Bezos spaceship dick butt plug? Like what? He's, he's 52 years old or something. This is really, this is still the jokes you're cracking. You're going to fly to space in a dick shaped robot and sell models of it for $69. Wait, who's selling it? Him? I don't know. Some fucking subsidiary or I'm sure some <laughs> slave labor, you know, camp that makes this plastic dick rocket ships. Now you can literally fuck yourself with Jeff Bezos's <laughs> arrogance. <laughs> I wrote that as a note. <laughs> Son of a bitch. This guy's biting my whole. He just stole my whole fucking flow. <laughs> Uh, uh, that, that one's not a difficult one to come to. That's I don't true. Think. I feel like that's probably been made on the internet a thousand times this week. Oh. I mean, so so the basic model goes for sixty nine dollars. We can go. You can go balls out for the deluxe dick set. Okay, that comes with a launch Excuse pad. Me? <laughs> comes with a launch pad and an electric controller. Get this, you can actually fly it. It goes up to four hundred feet. It's like actually like a a model rocket that you can shoot like. That shitty Jake Gyllenhaal movie we watched in high school. So is like, it a sex toy or is it an actual rocket? Like it's I'm, a, I'm... it is a well, buddy. Anything, <laughs> it all depends on how you use things. It all depends on you. Who am I kidding? You can actually fire it as a rocket, like a toy. Oh, like, okay. So it's an actual rocket. It is also right. smooth and shaped like a penis. So if you're really inclined, that's a full day. That's aerodynamic. <laughs> it's a full day. <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, and yes, he could he could fuck himself in his own glory. I suppose I'm just picturing stuff. Jeff Bezos in his like 7000 acre backyard, you know, shooting his, his model rockets straight <laughs> up his ass. No, straight up his ass. He's like sitting a foot over top. So, but, so yeah, if you think if you hover at your ass over it and use the electronic opened. launch yeah. pad thing, you could just fire it straight yep. up your own ass right up into your own ass if it shoots 400 feet in the air it's probably going to give you some force i want to be there bruises, for that but... emergency room call it's like patient comes in what what seems to be the problem well here's the thing i'm a huge bezos fan and uh i slipped and fell and landed on a rocket propelled dick shaped object yeah fired straight <laughs> up into it's lodged in my colon now help me doctor <laughs> Oh, I see. You just accidentally fell on top of your shampoo bottle, eh? And then <laughs> <laughs> accident, huh? Yeah, a friend of mine, did, you know, happened to him. Honestly, like at that point, if you're in the hospital, just be honest. Just be like, "Yep, yeah." Be so honest. Put anyway. a shampoo bottle in my ass and lost it. Like you know? that's the, the hospital nurses, is no. the one place where you're supposed to be honest. Yeah. Like you can lie to your friends, you can lie to your coworkers, lie to your bot, lie to everybody. If you're in there for a medical emergency because of something, you have to give them. It's over. The jig's up. Like, because even if you don't tell them and you're trying to save yourself from crimes, the police are coming anyway. You get shot and you don't want to say, I got shot by this person. The cops are coming to interview you anyway. It's true. Can you imagine <sighs> if every time somebody got something stuck in their ass at the hospital, they came and cops like, documented you? The cops came up. <laughs> you give a full witness statement. Did How exactly did that get in there? So uh, did you place the condom on the bottle or did your boyfriend? Uh, did, uh, uh, 
I don't have a boyfriend. Well, earlier, uh, were you with anybody when this occurred? <laughs> no, <laughs> just a whole room's just like, oh god. While he's in a full zipped up gimp suit. <laughs> oh, Tales of the ER. We need to get some of those. We have friends who might be able to give some of those. That's know? a real thing. I ran into a guy at work that I was talking to. He's a paramedic. He's like, hey, do you know about this Tales from the ER guy? I'm like, no. And he told me about his website. He's like, my buddy, he sells a oh, book. So it's out there. It's out there. Fucking now, every idea has already been taken. Eh? You know what else is out there? The Taliban. Uh, Taliban I'm sorry. You were worried. There. I'm sorry. You were worried about the. Doing the MLK story for a minute, and this you show up with the <laughs> Taliban three stories later. Okay, let's see, let's see how you handle this. Let's go ahead, well, lead the way. I, gotta, I know you love brand fusion, right? So I brought a oh, little bit of oh god, the Taliban. That, that what is Taliban's brand? I guess if you tell Taliban, me, right? if you tell me that they're selling some version of shoes, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit this no, show they're not. forever. No, they're not. This is a this is a fusion of two of your favorite things: the Taliban oh. and the occult. <laughs> Yeah, I'm settled in, like, folks. I'm just gonna sit back and just let Matt lead me on this journey. Tell me, uh, Vice brings us a story about how witches are trying to hex the Taliban and fight them overseas. Since these women are not very boots on the ground sort of soldiers, they think they might be able to do something in their their wicked ways. Some long distance voodoo sort of thing, like essentially, yes. Okay. Now, so there's a Discord out there for these witches uh, trying to hex the Taliban. I don't have the information for that. However, there was a subreddit called Bewitch the Taliban that it originally started in. Okay. Okay. Now, it was eventually taken over by trolls and shit, unfortunately, within hours. A <laughs> uh, great example of this would be one of these posts by, uh, by a poster here. Do not face Allah alone when astral projecting. He is so fucking powerful. I'm not at a power level to do this alone. I barely escaped my life and I'm spiritually injured to a great amount, but I think I'm going to make it. Now, this got flooded by other, you know, bullshit troll attempts, this or that. So they had to move to their Discord so they could actually do their things in private and successfully. Now, a sticky post in this channel, because Vice, Vice got a hold of their Discord, uh, acts kind of like a mission statement for the group, saying, as you're all aware, Afghanistan is in a very dire situation, and many of us are preparing rituals and performing incantations to help alleviate the human suffering that is occurring there. The Taliban, oh. as horribly as they've shown themselves to be, are very spiritually aware, and they routinely, routinely take steps to dispel, ward off, and weaken magic. They have indications and rituals of their own, which can at the very least neutralize us, and at worst can cause damage to our spiritual selves. This is... Oh, man, this is... <laughs> A lot to unpack. This is I'm tr I'm just trying to wrap my head around this whole concept. I mean, first of all, the idea that you you know use Discord for your incantations and stuff. I'm like, oh, spirits notoriously are, are huge Discord fans, right? I mean, well, I, I guess they need you need uh you need something to channel your energy, right? So they made a they made a donation into like some sort of charity, and they're like, hey, use this as your spiritual channeler. So like you all face each other. I don't I don't know what to say. And I usually love the occult so much. I mean. So do they take credit when things go well? Is that I don't know. I feel like there's no way to prove it either way. So they're going to if it goes well, they'll probably say, yay. if it went well, they went bad. It's not our fault. Yeah. And when things go to shit like they have in the past week, I mean, do they like sit there and be like, I failed like you people are pulling your spiritual weight like it feels like it because apparently the Taliban's putting out more press conferences like women stay home because our Taliban soldiers aren't trained to respect you. 
That was a great that was a great headline I came across the other day. Well, if we just get more occult, we need to help because we're such practiced occultists ourselves. We need to right? start channeling. We need I think to we channeling. do. I think we do. You know, that's that's we're alleviating. I mean, the fact that these occultists really think to steal again, biting our flow, you know, we alleviate human suffering once now, a week so, for an hour. So it's also important to note here that uh, the moderator of this discord, Miss Miss Bean Soup, of course, has, has made a very clear clarification here now for all the idiots like us. Now, there's oh. no fighting any figures from any Abrahamic religions going on. OK, now, contrary to popular belief. So wait, I can't not... show down with Jesus or nothing like. No, no. What am I paying to... for then? Like you're fighting the Taliban, not a deity. Now, contrary to popular belief, we don't want to put Allah in a Faraday cage. I guess that's some sort of fucking wicked like God fucking prison shit. I don't, I don't know. I, I think a Faraday cage. Deities, <laughs> okay. What is a Faraday cage? I don't even fucking know. I, I'm, I, I think I a Faraday no cage is, is something that is some sort of physics thing. Like it's okay. an actual thing. I, they might use it. That Maybe they use it. But I think a Faraday cage is like some sort of like search it up. Smart, dumb guys. Yes. This is our one of our fucking a timeouts for education. Is we don't want people to be confused. What is it? It's an enclosure used to block electromagnetic fields. She she basically just in a fancy way said we don't want to put a lot in a box. You know what I'm saying? She nobody wants, wants to be put in a box. Podcasters, deities, whoever it is, nobody wants to be put in a box. Taliban, same thing. So watch the fuck out, basically. Yeah, watch the Taliban press conferences. Know who they're about. You know what I'm saying? Let them so, speak for themselves. If you were watching one of their press conferences and like their one of their heads just literally exploded, would you be like, oh, my God, it's real. It worked. They fucking channeled like the leader is like giving a press conference being like, we are we're going to start building gaps here. Look how progressive we are. And she's like, like, oh, my. You'd be on the phone like it fucking worked. No, I'd, I'd be, be so shook. I'd be on the phone like a miracle, Chris. I'd be Sniper's shook. back. I'd be shook because we make fun of the occultists too much. And then I'd be suddenly worried I'd be next. You know, we're going to microwave our brains from, you know, 75,000 miles away. <laughs> Elon Musk has announced at Tesla's AI day that the company is working on building a, quote, humanoid robot. Why are we doing this? Why are we insisting on doing this? Because like, people see movies like fucking uh, Deus Ex Machina and they're like, or sorry, just I think it's called Ex Machina. But yeah, they just want to they want to live that. No, they're like, I want to fuck a robot is pretty. Yeah, much it's, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. That's it. I want to fuck. fuck they watch robot. Westworld and they're like, I want to fuck all these robots. <laughs> oh, my exactly God. <laughs> I want to go to theme park where I can shoot anybody I want and fuck anything I want. Quote, it's basically going to start dealing with work that is boring, repetitive, and dangerous, Musk said of the robot. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Musk did not say if it would be sold or for how much. The robot will have a screen positioned where a human face would be to display, quote, useful information, he says. So so it can be like, I am murdering you, meatbag. Like, oh, my God, this sounds like a Resident Evil monster. Like I'm just watching, like picturing like this like fucked up humanoid skin thing with a like a screen face, like a smiley face. Like, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like it. Just wait until you go to the store one day and you're like, excuse me. And it's like, like smile. How can I help you, Matt? 
Musk says that the robots will have a, quote, profound impact on the economy. He said the physical work would be he said that he says that physical work will be a choice in the future and a universal basic income will be needed. Okay, Musk is among the Silicon Valley leaders who have cautioned that technology may eliminate the jobs of many people. So humans will need another income source, but not right now because this robot doesn't work. So his idea is. I want to give you all money. You all deserve money, but not before I end up with the most money. And then I'll give you peasants a little change here and there. Like, no, we'll put a little bit of money in your pocket. You know, you can pick yeah. up a bag of chips after work. Yeah. Oh. Bag of chips, a couple of beers, just enough for you to not want to murder me in my bed. Like play the masses, you know, just, yeah. uh, just relax, have a beer. It's all good. Someone's going to come up with a company where they, the goal is simply in the end is to be the only person who works for the company. Like Jeff Bezos is at Amazon. He's like, I'm the only guy. It's literally, I'm Jeff Bezos, Amazon, and no other living human works in this company. It's all just automated robots, robots and algorithms. That's some like, that's that's the thing, man. Like, do you think, okay, serious question. Do you think we'll get to that point where robots completely replace most working stuff? I think we'll get to the place where they completely replace us. Like, <laughs> superior species, homie. So you've been watching, you've been watching Terminator as well, I see. For real. Sky Why wouldn't coming. they? Sky Why wouldn't Nets they? Coming. Why wouldn't they just be like, look at these fucking meat bags, these rotting meat bags. These, they're breaking down. They're gassy. You know, they die. They get weak and sick like fucking losers. They don't even put a fucking mask on when we tell them to. <laughs> you, you pull on them and like their limbs just fall right off. It's so weak. What the God, we are just bags of meat. It is fucked up, eh? Like, just, you, can, whoa, fuck. you, can, you can bite your finger off with the same strength it takes to bite a carrot. If you bite between the knuckles. <laughs> I'm serious. But your brain stops you from doing it, man. We are How'd bags you feel? of meat. How would you feel if 47 episodes in, I just did it right now? I was just I like, would, really? <laughs> <laughs> I'd vomit on stream for sure. For sure. And then what if I toughed it out and finished the show? Like, completely, <clears throat> like, just like okay. initial shock and then like, okay. Moving on. Fucking Ronnie Lott over here of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> the Ronnie Lott of podcasting. I'll take that. I can dig it. I can dig it. Who, who said, can you dig it? Whose thing is it? Can you dig it? Some wrestling guy, wasn't it? It has to be, right? It has to be. So The Rock? It, I, I don't know. Was it? No. 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 I think he said, can you dig it? I think he did. He had, he had the cooking, smelling what I'm cooking one too. And then, yeah. Now he's the most famous man in the world. That's a career trajectory. It's a hell of a career trajectory. According to a study from the VPN review website, Top 10 VPN, demand for employee surveillance software has increased dramatically since the oh, onset no. of the pandemic. Oh. Oh, in April no. of 2020, at the very beginning of the pandemic, the global demand for employee monitoring software surged by 87%. Since March 2021, researchers have recorded a 63% average increase compared to pre-pandemic averages, demonstrating that the, that the demand is not waning. According to them, this is in fact the new normal. Employers have a wide variety of monitoring tools to choose from. Some are basic, but others are incredibly invasive and offer, for example, webcam surveillance and remote control takeover. Did you tell me my boss is going to fucking take over my computer like my teacher did in seventh grade? Yeah, oh, dog, man. No, come on, man. Leave, leave the fucking workers alone, bro. Let us let us do our thing. Though tools like Time Doctor, Desk Time, and Terramind 
appear to be in demand, the volume of internet searches for surveillance software-related keywords offers a glimpse into the hive mind, showing that there are 26 popular employee surveillance tools. Of those 26 tools, 81% are capable of keystroke logging, 61% offer instant messaging monitoring, 65% send user action alerts, and 38% have remote control takeover care capabilities. Dude. So you tell me I can be like typing and they can key log me when I'm like, you know, I want to fucking yeah. kill myself and you hit the backspace. Like I hate my boss and you hit backspace. Yeah. And you're like, this job is so fucking shit. And you hit backspace. How Everybody's about done that reading what you say between you and your coworkers? I mean, that alone, like I talk shit. I, I have talked a lot of shit on Microsoft teams. Like those motherfuckers, if they start reading, they're going to be like, whoa, Who's this guy? Who's this Stop fucking talking. agitator? Stop talking shit on teams, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything. The software company Aware, for instance, boasts on its official website that one of its tools can, quote, track collective changes in mood, attitude, or behavior, and, quote, gain a deeper understanding of oh. where and how conversations transpire. So when you got commie agitators trying to form a union, you can fucking show up at their house, beat the shit out of them before they even know what hits them. You know, they try to take away our rights as workers. We got to fight back. Wow. We got to get okay. we got to get a VPN. We got to start posting anonymously. Yeah, Imagine just put shit put shit over your webcam. Yep, put tape over your webcam. Call your friends at work and tell them that they're pieces of shit instead of typing it in Microsoft Teams. <laughs> <laughs> Call literally. Hello. <laughs> yeah, as per my last email, bitch. <laughs> you can fuck yourself. <laughs> Yo, as per my last email is the adult like pleasant go fuck yourself starting of a conversation like i i it's read through the bullshit so they they really are fucking trying to trying to watch everything and, and scrutinize everything fucking employees do now eh? nbc news reports earlier this month that one of the world's largest call center companies teleperformance is pressuring their employees to accept in-home surveillance teleperformance which is used by amazon apple and uber allegedly coerce some employees to sign new contracts and allow artificial intelligence powered cameras to be installed in their homes. Yeah, the no. contract allegedly also allows the company to collect and store data from employees, family members, even minors. Okay, nope. then that's a no, no for me, man. That's, that's a no, no for me. Fucking. Yeah, that's a big, no, big, big, no. Now the, now, I see where people are like complaining about the vaccine mandates at their works and shit like that. And I'm like, eh, whatever. But when it comes to this one, that I'd, I'd be putting my foot down for sure. Like, I'm not signing that. You can't yeah. have like camera access to my house and shit like that. Like, fuck off. No way. Like, I don't understand. Like, is this supposed to be like, oh, if you're in the office, I could just walk by your desk at any point. That's fine for sure. But like, I'm at the office. I'm not in my home. Yeah. Uh, I I'm I'm a little weary. I work from home, and like if they started fucking, imagine sitting down with your boss. He's like, "Yeah, you work from home, but we pay your rent bill." Technically, yeah. I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a story. I don't care. I'll tell you a story. So I was Weave on a call. Me a tale. Uh, I was on a call with somebody of importance at my job, and there's a lot of problems right now because we're being sent back to the office rather unexpectedly and on an increasing scale. Days increase as we go along, and people are confused. Because there is actually quite literally no reason for us to do this over the pandemic. The company's gone completely digital. When I go to the office, I'm doing exactly the same thing I do at my home, just in a different setting. So people are okay. upset. I'm relatively breezy. I live a 10 minute walk. But anyways, people are upset. So we're on a call 
And the person who is the representative of this change tells this story about how in one of the different offices before the pandemic, they were testing out a work from home pilot project because something happened in Montreal where there's some major part of the city was being constructed on for a period. And they actually were telling companies like, don't send your employees to the office. So they were like, oh, what better time to try this out? And she mentioned something on the call. And I'm sort of drifting in and out because people are asking it's questions and I don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I'm just like, OK, like or it's a bit, we've been on for an hour now. Like, not that I care. It's time I write off for my day. But then she mentions that when they were doing this pilot project, that that managers were allowed or or did go around to the employees' homes and show up during the day and look at their workstations. And she said this sort of like sort of nonchalantly, like she said it in a way of like uh, people were complaining about our current situation. She was like, well, you know, in some places, like they could do something as bad as something like this. And I was like, there's not a fucking chance. If my supervisor showed up 1030, I'm drinking a coffee in my sweats, doing my job. My boss knocks on my door. I'd be like, you can't come in. I don't care. Like, what do you think of that? Uh, absolutely not apps there's no yeah, way you're not know. coming in here no i'm sorry i'm working you want to call me on the webcam go nuts but you're not coming to my home no man like, that, that, that's way too that's a huge breach of like that i try to keep work and home as you know me as yeah. separate as oh. possible i i tell you stories and stuff of course right but when it comes to like actual integration of work in my life nah i don't have my workplace on my facebook i don't fucking add yeah. from work on i don't like i keep that shit separate you know what i'm saying so yeah. For a supervisor to come to my crib and be like, can I come in and check your shit? Fuck you. You're going to fire me? Like, go right ahead. Like, I ain't work for you anymore then. Period. Oh, that would Point be like, that, I, I, that's the kind of thing. If somebody showed up and then they fired me, I'd be like, I'm going to take you to the fucking like Supreme Court of this country. Like, absolutely. You cannot walk into my home. And then there'd be some like, well, technically it's a workspace. Like, I'd be like, no, I'll fight. I'll fight you to the front page of the newspaper. Let's fight. I bet you, you could get like, you could get a lawyer to do that case pro bono if it was. That sounds big it enough. It better be that pro bono because be. what the what I have no job. What am I paying you? <laughs> <laughs> so there'd be some serious litigation. Just giving you my EI money. Like here you go, <laughs> take it. Yo, I don't think EI pays for great lawyers. No. No, After the don't. Netflix documentaries I've been watching. It costs a lot of money if you're a cocaine dealer in the fucking Miami in the 1980s and you want to get off. It's a little oh, expensive. Shit. <laughs> uh, what's next? All right. Uh, okay. This is just I, crackheads, 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 crackheads. All right. Now, over Florida? in uh, over in no India. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, India over in India. Right. No, no, uh, so a Gujarat man seals his own private parts using adhesive instead of a condom during intercourse and dies. That's the headline. You're going to have to give me the details. You're going to have to step by 25 year old man in Gujarat uh, in their province there. I'm a, I'm a, Dabad. I'm a Dabad. I can say this shit. So now he hey, died we might have using... listeners there. You better get it right. I know. Shout right? out. He... Shout out. This man did not have access to a condom. So he and his girlfriend decided to use super glue or in no. some sort of strong, not super glue, but some sort of strong adhesive to seal his private parts off. Like now, like, like super glued his dick hole shut. Super glued his dick hole shut. Okay. That's a, let's just speak plainly here. The, the podcast has a swear word in its name. We don't, we don't hold off. This, Yeah. I don't think it was super glue, but this dude super glued his dick shut and died. Now the incident happened on June 22nd when Salman Mirza, a resident of Fatiwadi, uh, checked into a hotel with a former fiance and another woman, which is <laughs> whoa, whoa, okay. Yeah. Now, notably, the duo were drug addicts. So, surprise, surprise, 
something bad happened. Now, I guess they use the adhesive and some sort of other, uh, some sort of other component to get high. Um, I was reading later in this article. Now, upon so this guy hotel, huffed glue and then glued his dick shut and died. Well, they were doing other drugs. Doesn't say top what. ten death all time in human history, right there. That's Absolutely. up there. That's up. That's on the list. <laughs> Huff glue, glued my dick shut, died. <laughs> I don't know if he was huffing, but he was doing something. Now, upon okay. reaching the hotel, the couple first consumed drugs and then decided to engage in sexual activity while getting intimate. The couple decided to use the adhesive to seal off his, his cock uh, to avoid wow. pregnancy, as they didn't have any condoms. However, he was found unconscious the next day in the shrubs by a person known to him who brought him home. His condition deteriorated, and he was rushed to the hospital where he eventually succumbed to his condition. Now, unfortunately, uh, he did die, and the, uh, the Times of India quoted an officer, and they said that, unfortunately, the adhesive damaged Salman's organs, and he died due to multiple organ failure. Now, I don't know if that's really like he did a bunch of fucking drugs and that, and they just chalked it up as that, but that's the official statement that was given out. It causes, or what do you like, it's like, pee but like couldn't pee like backed up till it poisoned him or something like that's what i'm wondering like um maybe he was like trying to come and then it was just like fucking running into super glue and was backing up his fucking oh my god there's something oh god dude like you know anatomy which means because you know that's that tube that tube is for everything which means if if you fire one thing and it gets clogged then other things don't switch and and oh no oh Oh, no no no. no 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 oh god Wow. Long story short, uh, this guy super glued his dick and died. Now, I missed that episode of A Thousand Ways to Die, I think. An interesting uh, an interesting note at the end of the article here. Uh, Salman was the sole breadwinner for his family, which includes his oh. elderly parents and two sisters. So now they're going to fucking starve because their brother got high and super glued his dick. This planet is wrong. This planet is wrong. <laughs> this planet is wrong. They fucked up somewhere in the planning. This is just the coding of this universe was way off. Sloppy work, man. Dude, I can't like. <sighs> yeah, like that. I have I have a thought. I'm literally clenching right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that that hurts to think about in. In so many ways. Well, I got I got something for you that might be more relatable for you, actually. So the United States recently sold the sole copy of the Wu-Tang Clan album, quote, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin. This is the one. If you remember, they made apparently one of them and sold one of them. And Mr. Shkreli bought it. It was originally purchased by the, the self-proclaimed pharma bro, Martin Shkreli. This is the man who, if anybody doesn't know, is the guy who, like, bought life-saving drugs and then jacked the prices like 10,000% and laughed at people who were like calling him an asshole and all that stuff. I ended up going to jail because uh, surprise, surprise, he was also like an insider trader and was like, you know, doing all sorts of stock manipulation and fraud and shit. Surprise, surprise. So he went to jail. But one of the things he bought was originally he bought this Wu-Tang album for $7.4 million. So, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. Wrong. Fact check. Fact check. He has now had to forfeit. He had to forfeit the album as a part of a seven and a half million dollar forfeiture. So this was uh, one of one of many things that he did. Now, quote, through the diligent and persistent efforts of this office and its law enforcement partners, Shkreli has been held accountable and paid the price for lying and stealing from investors to enrich himself. With today's sale of this one of a kind album, his payment of the for- forfeiture is now complete. So the album lives on. Probably with another multi-millionaire. Yay. 
kind Yay. of a, still one of the weirder things that I think Wu-Tang has ever done. Um, Art is bizarre. But then I was led to this while I was reading this article, I was led to this an older article from back when he was on trial. So three years ago, during Shkreli's trial, the court had a bit of an issue, which was picking a jury, finding Mm. impartial jurors for this jury. Because everybody probably fucking hated his one juror in particular was dismissed for a reason that you, my friend, I think will absolutely sympathize and appreciate right here. According to the transcripts of the juror selection process, which came out publicly, Out of the over 200 potential jurors, they found this transcript from juror number 59. The court. All right. I'm going to excuse you, juror number 59. Come on up. 59. Your honor. Totally. He is guilty. And in no way can I let him slide out of this anything because court says, "Okay, is that your attitude towards anyone charged with a crime who has not been proven guilty? Juror 59 says it's my attitude toward his entire demeanor and what he has done to people. All right. We're going to excuse you, sir, they said. And he replies, also, he disrespected the Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> <laughs> In court to a fucking Supreme Judge. Eh? Yeah. What a bad, what a baller. He's like, I don't what like this guy. He's a dick. He hurts people. And then on his way out, he's like, eh, he disrespected Wu-Tang. You think I'm a stand for that shit? Most Bye. Guy in the room for sure. Juror number Shkreli. one, juror number 144 also had a very simple response when she was dismissed, in which she said to about the defendant, quote, he just kind of looks like a dick. He does, though. He really he, does. He does. He's like he a face really of a does. man that you're like, this is this man is a terrible person. And an definitely fun. like watch Mojo TV's top 10 punchable faces. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that YouTube series. I, but... I have to imagine he's number one or he's yeah, close. He's definitely up there. He's Competing. definitely up there. So the lesson is, of course, never disrespect the Wu-Tang Clan, which never. I know, Matt. I know, Matt, you just you're you're you live and breathe, right? Live and breathe. Wu-Tang's for the children. Wu-Tang's for the children, not for the farmer bros. No, fuck, fuck farmer bros. To be quite honest with you, though, like like, I want to stay on this topic for just another second here. Shkreli really is the most rat looking motherfucker I've ever seen, dude. Like that smug little look when he fucking put up the price of the AIDS pills and then like laughed at people. He's like, <laughs> did a stream with his fucking chessboard, like talking about, yeah, I bought the Wu-Tang album. It's like, dog, this is the only attention you've ever had in your entire fucking life. And you yeah. can see he's just feeding off it. This dude, this, this is one of those like daddy needed to hug you a little more kind of guys, right? Just like, a tad, right? Just a tad. Yeah. Like, grew up, went to Warden business school, like got into pharmaceutical business. And it was like, how can I like, make people die for without affordable insulin. Like, yeah, and then I'm going to buy stuff. Yeah. Like people are like, who needs superhero villains when you have these people in the real world? <laughs> Yo, like Lex Luthor over there in fucking Amazon. Yeah. And you got Shkreli over there. Like they really are real life villains. Dude. Have you seen like the, the company that have you read about this? Like opioid company, the, the people who made Oxycontin no. are like finally being sued. And like, there was like a $10 billion settlement all this stuff that they're paying out, but they, the only way they're paying out that much money is if, is if the Supreme court of the United States agrees to not have any members. It's all, the whole company's owned by a family, right? Like the, okay. exactly what you imagine. Like the head of the family is like this fat, ugly old white guy. Who's like never been seen in public. Like they're all like these like Harvard business school fucking cunts to these people. And they're, so the part of their payout is that, uh, they nobody in the family can ever be charged with a crime, right? It's like uh, we'll pay we'll pay out the money, but none of it can ever we can never be held personally or legally responsible for 
being responsible for basically the American opioid epidemic for the last 25 years. It's like that, like real villains. Who needs superhero villains when you have people in suits? This is why I read real gritty comics that are based around real life villains. Yeah, like, could you imagine if people like this and breathe heavily? If these people dressed like comic book villains, like if the head of of Purdue (laughs) Pharma was like penguin, yeah, dressed like (laughs) you'll never get the money from me. Oh, good. Martin Shkreli shows up like in a Riddler costume. Like, it'll be this, your honor. Like, (sighs) who dies of AIDS and I get paid? It's me. It's me. (laughs) I hate you. I fucking hate you. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. Uh, Hardcore porn was embedded all over regular ass websites in late July because a porn company purchased the domain of a popular defunct video hosting website. As pointed out by Twitter user at docs underscore gay. I mean, (laughs) so I go to my investigative journalism right here. Hardcore porn was embedded on the pages of the Huffington Post, the New York Magazine and Washington Post, as well as multiple other websites. This is because a web, a porn website called Five Star Porn HD bought the domain for VidMe, a brief YouTube competitor founded in 2014, which shuttered uh, in 2017. Its Twitter account is still up, but the domain has now lapsed. Seemingly any vid.me embedded videos now redirect to the Five Star Porn HD homepage. The site VidMe also redirects directly to there. So apparently these all these videos old news articles famous news articles that had embedded videos that were using this platform for any period anywhere on the internet all (laughs) converted to hardcore porn when this company bought it and i guess took over the domain and like the embed links literally all sorts of shit over at the huffington post an article about martin shkreli there you go look at me (laughs) tying it together an article about Martin, Martin Shkreli being banned from Twitter is augmented with videos titled, quote, getting into Porsche's ass. And why don't we tag team your girlfriend? <laughs> why don't we? I mean, why don't we? Shkreli, who gives a fuck? <laughs> the Internet always wins. eh? Oh, man. See, that's I guess that. Yeah. The, the host would just redirect to that shit. Right. You imagine you're fucking you're just you're you're at work and you're looking up some fucking like old articles and like the Huffington Post or like some yeah. shit like that. You're just reading along all of a sudden the fucking the, the not safe for work filters are flying off on your computer you get the <laughs> it guy like what the hell are you doing, are you doing? Like, i was like, reading a new york times article why are you <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this man I was, reading about, I was reading about the homeless crisis and all of a sudden there's like some girl getting fucked in the ass on my i don't know what it's doing here like <laughs> yeah for real like you're legitimately like i don't know how it happened I'm dude on the new I'm, york times if i'm a news website I mean, we're all about if I'm a if I'm a clickbait engagement based news service these days, I see I see gold in them hills. I mean, I'm going to start giving you hard hitting daily news. And then every time because you'll be reading, it'd be like the latest from Afghanistan. You're like, oh, man, it's terrible. What a way to start my day. And then like to a third of the way down, there's just going to be porn. And then you can stop and be like, oh, all right. That's a little break. Think of the engagement numbers. Think how many more people are coming to your website if they're like, I get to read the news and jerk off while I do it. I mean, holy Perfect. shit. Perfect. It's coffee and a wax. Best way to start your day. <laughs> Good to go. Good to go. Know. The Internet's breaking down, apparently, is, is kind of what I got from that article, though, is that that's this is not this is likely not going to be the last time that shit like this happens. No, not right? at all. By like, the domain. Yeah. Like Flash Player. Anything with Flash Player, which was like our, the Internet for our whole lives. 
mm-hmm. literally doesn't work anymore. All gone. Like, okay. Death Bye. Flash, man. That was a big deal, actually. Rips. Rest in pepperoni, Flash. Rest in pepperoni. Rest in pepperoni. Now, what are we doing for time here, my friend? Are we uh we're uh we we still got a little bit to go in this one? Excellente. So we got time for some more shit here. Now yes. this one's a little interesting to me here. Nirvana is being sued oh, by the yeah. baby from the Nevermind album artwork. That little so if anybody doesn't know this on the famous uh, Nevermind album, there's a naked child, like you know, like two-year-old baby swimming in a pool and it's swimming towards money. There's there's money floating there. Now, the kid's name on the cover, his name is Spencer Eldon, and he's actually suing the band for child sexual exploitation, saying he was unable to consent to having his image used for this uh, this iconic album cover. Now, he claims that the band violated federal child pornography statutes and argues that child sexual exploitation, claiming that he has suffered lifelong damages and says his legal guardians never signed a release authorizing the use of any images of Spencer or his likeness and certainly none of commercial child pornography depicting him. He's also suing for distribution of private sexually explicit materials, negligence, and what's described as a sex trafficking venture where Eldon was forced to engage in commercial sexual acts while under the age of 18 years old. Is that not the most fucking bullshit thing? That is an aggressive heard? fucking lawsuit. I mean, you have to, I have to imagine a judge is going to get this and be like, come on. Like the uh, an album cover, your a child sex ring off of this album cover is what you're inferring. Like, here's a I great mean, little, here's a great yikes. little wrinkle to the story. Now I read this article on Pitchfork and I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And she's like, have you not seen the post online about this? So some people have brought up his social media profile. Where every single year on his birthday, he recreates the album cover. Oh, he's this is going to get thrown out. The judge <laughs> yeah, is going to throw the suit at him. Be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Doug, like this guy oh. is like lives off it and is what? Now, all of a sudden, you're fucking butt hurt by it. Did someone just get in your ear and some, tell you like some? You know, am- yeah, some funny? ambulance chaser hit, you know, sent him an email and was like, are you have you been mental anguished by this album cover? Like, let's fucking like suing who? Like Kurt Cobain's been dead for 25 years. Like, who are you going to sue? Like the record company? Like, yeah, no, for real. Right. Like, and <laughs> I just, it blows my mind that someone's this, like the, the internet exists, dog. People are going to fucking look you up immediately. Yeah. Immediately. People have been looking him up for years. I mean, he's probably been a, a, a fucking trivia question he's for, probably for gone, a long time. Like he's probably gone fucking viral too with his pictures. I assume. Yeah, you're you know right. Somebody gave this guy bad, bad advice. Some somebody somebody told him they got a slam dunk case here, and he's like, okay. And now, and guess what? Now you're everyone's gonna hate you forever. Like, oh, you're the baby from the Nirvana cover, dude. Cool. Like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I also sued them for child pornography charges 20, 28 years later. Oh, like, like, dude, do you realize? Okay, dude, that's Nirvana. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, <laughs> you sued Nirvana like t- almost three decades later. Like. Yeah, it's a baby Ooh. swimming and chasing money underwater. That's mm. art, bro. Fuck so wait, you. is he is he our age? He must be right because that album was what like 90, 91, 92, something I like think that. It like, came out like really early nineties. Yeah, yeah. He, he, so he's probably right around our age. Yeah, he's probably like thirty. Wow. Oh God, it means our generation. I say he's a he's a a thirty year old white guy. What do we do? Who can I sue? <laughs> who can <laughs> I? Who damaged me? Who damaged me? Mom, hey, I almost. I'm taking Almost you to court. Drowned in a pool when I was four. Do I need to find out whose pool that was and go to them and be like, I've been ruined. 
You didn't, you didn't have a fence properly installed around your property. That's right. <laughs> Somebody decided to give a speech while I was towing the line between the shallow end and the deep end, and everybody looked the other way. That's that's your fault. Who gave the speech? I want to know whose birthday was it. Gun and you, you don't want to get into the fault of that. Your mother listens to this. <laughs> My mom's gonna be like, um, <laughs> no comment. Please don't bring that up. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was not about that. In fairness, it was 100% not my mom's fault. My mom was at the bottom of the list of fault. There was there was numerous other people who were supposed to be responsible. Okay, we won't uh, we won't dime them out on the pot. Who was it? I can't. I can't have mother issues with (laughs) this. Dog, I'm joking. I'm completely kidding. We'll have her. We'll have her send an email. I'll have her be like, mom, hit me up. Who was it? We'll dime them out. Tell all with Susan Felton. (laughs) What's her? Is her last name still Felton? Still Felton. Still, okay. still in the family genes. Still proudly flying the family colors. And a girl. I uh, know. And all the, you know, strings that go along with it. Speaking of pools, let's throw on pools. Kevin Benton has owned his Burlington home with a beautiful backyard pool for about 14 years. I hate Burlington, by the way. Sorry to any listeners fuck in Burlington. Burlington. Burlington Stampeders can suck my fucking balls. Mine too. Calgary Stampeders, coaches, and fuck you. Anyway, yeah. continue with your story. Anyway, I just yeah. hate Burlington. My favorite Burlington story, by the way, is that we went to play them one day in like early afternoon. Like we buses pulled up in Burlington, like 1 p.m. Like we were there. There's another game beforehand. We warmed up, played our game. We got in the buses at like 8 p.m. Across the street for seven hours, broad daylight, midsummer, 35 fucking degrees. A bunch of shirtless, flabby white dudes were literally playing horseshoes and drinking Budweiser the entire time. Seven hours of horseshoes. Oh, baby. Seven hour, what a day. What Seven a day. hours of sun-baked, Budweiser-soaked horseshoes. They seem like, oh, maybe Burlington's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what? Maybe that sounds good. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stuck-up city person, so maybe I'm just an asshole. Most likely. Yo, horseshoes is fun as fuck. So what happened Seven in Seven hours of horseshoes? Anyway. In May, Mr. Benton began renting out his private paradise by the hour through California-based pool rental platform Swimply. The idea of renting pools by the hour has attracted surprising interest in Ontario, which was second only to California in the second quarter of this year in user acquisitions. With 10 and a half million swimming pools in the United States alone, there's lots of room to expand in the swimming space. Expanding in the swimming space. Fucking A. Entering the swimming space. Swimply wants to be more than a pool site, says one of their members of their management team. That is why it plans to launch Joy Space a platform for rentals of private tennis courts, outdoor kitchens and yoga studios, home gyms and climbing walls. So we are moving into the like micro Airbnb, like not you rent my house, like you rent my backyard while I do my podcast, you know, and have a pool party, you know, we're going to be renting out people's fucking home gyms and shit. Pools. This is Airbnb on steroids, man. I don't know. I don't know. This sounds like to me like this is people trying to just get into that that next space. You know what I'm saying? Like what's next? But like, I don't know, man. Entering the swimming space, buddy. Are we late? Should we be entering the swimming space? I know what the problem is. Okay. We're too fucking poor to be able to realize that people's houses are balling as fuck. We really (laughs) would want to go to their climbing walls and their pools. They don't have regular pools. They got like infinity pools with waterfalls. 
So uh, from the article, unlike Airbnb, where homeowners often leave their properties when they rent them out, Swimply hosts are usually present while their pools are in use. Only homeowners are allowed to rent pools on the platform. GTA pool listings, that is the greater Toronto area, not the video game I've been obsessed with for the last three weeks. GTA pool listings range from $23 US an hour. Pretty solid. 23 bucks an hour. Okay. Uh, And a couple of chairs you get, basically. You get the pool and the surrounding furniture, apparently. That seems to be it. But it goes all the way up to $200 an hour for posh landscaped pools, like one that was located in King City. Most go for about 50 to 75 an hour. See, here's my here's my issue with this. If I'm rich enough to own these places and have these things, I don't want to be fucking renting them out. I don't need that extra little. Yeah, income. but you and I aren't owners of anything, so yeah, we don't understand right. what it's like to maximize our our earning potential by so like do human beings just can't stop with this, like making money every possible way, like some guy sitting out looking at like peaceful Saturday afternoon, looking at his pool, working in his home office and thinks. I could be making money on that pool right fucking now. I'm not using it. Kids aren't using it. Why am I not selling this time out to poor people to throw a party? Yeah, I think like a poor person, I guess. eh? I got to change it up. Now, here's my favorite piece of this. Apparently, 80% of the rental pools on the website have bathroom access. I don't want somebody else shitting in my house. Take, (laughs) Take a piss in someone else's pool for once. (laughs) <laughs> yeah for real though but like i don't i don't know man i want some fucking like anything that kid. doesn't have a bathroom access a public bathroom access uh are limited to one hour bookings probably because of what i just said if you keep people there for three hours and no bathroom that pool's gonna need a little bit of maintenance afterwards because yeah that'd be a couple of floaters but Oh, I guess you could go probably try some dank ass fucking pools like rock walls. You could really rent anything, I guess. Right. Shit. Of, of course, there are legal issues because like all these easy app like Uber and for all these like weird accessibility and renting and all this access stuff that we've got with these apps. There's all sorts of legal gray areas like who's liable if somebody slips on your fucking pool, slams your head. Is it you? Is it the app? Like same with Uber, right? When Uber was starting to like who's liable if this you know, yeah. poorly vetted driver slams into a wall while he's trying to like fucking do 80 in a 60. Like, you know what I mean? There's all these like weird, you know, there's no laws about weird pool home rentals because they would didn't realize it was going to happen. Like there would have to be some sort of waiver you'd sign before it'd be like, you are liable if you fall and smash your dome and, and bleed out all of your children's corpse. Like it's it's your fault if you fall and drown in my pool. Like I'm not taking legal liability. There was also there was also a bunch of things like stories in the article that were like people who are like, oh yeah, I'm renting it for me and my three friends. And then like they fucking show up like popping bottles with like 35 people being like, yo, I rented the pool. And homeowners are like, no. You rented it for four people. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you're throwing a fucking party in here. Yeah. You, pay 20, you pay $28. Well, I mean, that's like an Airbnb, right? Which happens. It's the same thing happens there. Someone's like, oh, I'm renting it. Me and me and my girlfriend for the weekend. They show up and like throw a rave like at the house. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's that's that what scares me about the Airbnb thing. If I rented it out, you know? Yeah. I get people can come and have drinks and have a good time. But you get people, I know people that throw like you're exactly right. Throw fucking yeah. ragers at the Airbnb. I'm like, dude, someone's going to some shit's going to get fucked up, man. It's too much. It's too, too much, much for me. So much it's shit in much. my laundry machine. I threw parties. I threw parties when I was in high school. Me of all people was throwing parties. And I got to tell you. 
you find things that you just can't believe somebody would come into your home and do that. Absolutely. Like, and you're yeah. like, I live here, guys. Like, this is where I, this is my domicile. I watched somebody like draw in deep freezer with big Sharpie markers. I was like, just, oh my God. The audacity. I, uh, I threw a bunch of glow sticks all over the wall when I was a kid. Uh, you're going to get sued by that person 20 years I, later I, for I, mental I, anguish. I, dog, it's one of those things that like at, a t- at the time as a kid, we're like, this is fun. Woo. And as an adult, I look back on it and I want to like throw up. I'm like, I threw, I broke glow sticks and threw them all over your guys' walls with a group of like 10 kids, like to make the house glow. You're going to get, can- <laughs> you're going to get canceled. Canceled yeah. the 10 years when they find this clip. I would have legitimately murdered. Murdered. I, yeah. The they came to my house and did that. I was a nonviolent kid, but there were some things that I found that I was like, if I caught the person doing this when they did it, I'd be throwing hands. I'd probably end up being that kid who's like TV gets kicked in and their whole house gets burned down because somebody like beats the shit out of me. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> why I probably did nothing. Cleaning up the peanut butter off my ceiling. Like, uh, we'll throw another one next week. <laughs> uh, good old high school house parties. Uh, that's what we are. We're the podcasting version of your high school house parties. This has been episode 47. Chop, chop. Let that third 47 eye. chop, chop. Third <laughs> eye podcasting. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Uh, come back for episode 48. Matt and I will be doing that shortly. We're on a, we're on a double recording day. We're, X2, we're, baby. X2. Planning our meals ahead since I will be unavailable next week. Oh. Don't bother. Maybe oh, I'll see you in person. Bother. Maybe I'll come give you a real life hug. That'd you know? Nice. That'd be nice. That. I'll come all the way up to your place, all the way up to the fucking north end of the city. Four subway lines and... <laughs> It'll be closed on Saturday, probably. It always fucking is. A twelve minute, a twelve dollar Uber ride from the subway station, just for a hug, just for a hug. Thanks for joining us, folks. Uh, you know this is the fucking a podcast. All games, no practice, as it is every week. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at fucking a podcast. F u c k i n e h podcast. Email the pod. Email Matt and I. Let us know what's on your mind. Say Talk hi. Us. Tell us a story. Whatever you got. We want to hear it. You have a voice and we want to hear it. Email us fnehpodcast at gmail.com. We really we're worried that maybe there's none of you out there. Hello? 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 Is it me? Your yes, it is you. Please respond. Answer us. <laughs> please. Please respond. Tell Email a friend. Us. Tell a friend about fucking A. Share the comedy goodness. Yeah, Come but, back but, for but, the but, next episode. But, but, uh, if you're an Annie Lennox fan, I want you to know Matt is is your guy. Matt is Matt is entering the Annie Lennox space. I'm vibing, I'm vibing, and you he will is. be too momentarily. He is. There's a vibe coming up behind you. It won't be Annie Lennox, but there will be vibes. All right, play them out. See you next time. Why the hell would you run this game? Both my hands are tied.
need more time Why would you run these thoughts across my mind? Please believe me As cool as I remain There's a point in which I'll lose my self-restraint Say love Most niggas wouldn't let you know